Welcome to Lady Lair Live. My name is Ashton Keith, and I'm a chef, food stylist, and culinary instructor in New York City. Every Sunday night, I invite an industry lady friend over to my swanky Lady Lair apartment and teach them how to create a meal with ingredients I have on hand. We drink wine, chat about pop culture, and embrace the notion of everyday cooking and celebrations. This is not your mother's cooking show. Nothing is prepped or styled here. This is real life. Welcome to my kitchen. Welcome to Lady Lair Live. I am so excited to announce that this is our 10th podcast of Lady Lair Live. And we have over 6,000 unique hits. So uh, that in and of itself is insane. And I'm so excited and happy. And I think that this episode is a great mashup of two of my favorite lady friends that I work with. One, the first is the author of The Dude Diet, Serena Wolf, who actually, coincidentally, we met through mutual friends, not through work, but she's the real deal and a baller on so many levels and way funnier and cooler and prettier than me. So I always try to be friends with those people because let's get real, why not? Um, And then the second is Elise Reineman, my ride or die BFF industry girlfriend who works for Becca PR. And her and I are actually at Heritage Radio um, doing a little bit of a special live podcast, maybe pilot there, um, which is exciting and flattering in a whole different way. So stay tuned for information about that. But the reason there's two on today is, and I think that this is just kind of funny and fitting considering that Lady Lair Live was all kind of just created by chance and for fun, but... My recorder died during my interview with Serena, but I had already made the recipe and she was looking so fabulous and dressed up and was such a great guest for 30 minutes worth of a podcast that we only taped five minutes of. So regardless, you get the recipe in today's podcast. It's something I created for Furthermore Equinox's website. And I think that we'll just have to have Serena back on, maybe in a bar, maybe cooking one of the recipes at a dude diet. So you'll get a flavor of two different two different people, um, a recipe to have that takes like five minutes to make, and it's so stinking good. Um, but enjoy this and keep listening. Pass it on to your other lady friends. I um, am so honored and truly grateful for everybody who's listened. Thank you. Welcome to Lady Lair Live podcast. I love how you're giggling. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm with, I'm also, by the way, I'm with Serena Wolf, the author of The Dude Diet uh, that just came out in October, right? Yes, it feels like 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> October. Yeah. Um, but she just walked over here and it's like 95 degrees out and I don't think my air conditioning's work. I have my oven on and I'm like... She looks very it's, pretty, and I am It's for the best that you're not going to watch this. Anyway. No, but I'm so sweaty, and so I was like, we have to start this now. I didn't even let her relax, because I want to turn the oven off, and that in and of itself is, like, the main goal. But I didn't even tell her what we were making. Can you guess? I mean, it looks like some sort of lamb chop okay. with spinach. Okay, so I tried to make, like, a dude diet-esque yes. recipe. I really respect that. I appreciate that this is, like, <laughs> this is a very meaty-looking situation. Yes. Okay, so would you put a little bit of olive oil in my pan? Yes. I have my broiler. See, I haven't even told you guys what we're making yet. I have my broiler set at high, and I am making um, lamb chops um, with sauteed spinach. So very, very easy. This recipe has, like, six ingredients to it, and I love it because men love meat. I'm feeling I'm gonna set off my smoke alarm because my windows. Oh, it's fine. I disabled my smoke alarm like three years ago, and I feel 
very anxious every time. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to die. I am because, like, I make, every time I make any sort of meat, it would ordinarily go yeah. off. But I've gotten so used to the smoke in my apartment that now I will, like, walk into the living room yeah, or go to the bathroom and then come back and be like, oh, oh shit, there's God. smoke everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> oh, my God. So you live in, like, a, you know what I mean, like a very trendy neighborhood. I do. With not as much kitchen space. Nope. And that can sometimes lead to that. But okay, so I just put some salt. Would you put some cinnamon on top of my lamb chops? So I have four. These are loin lamb chops. Um, so they're kind of like a less fancy cut than like a rib chop, which yeah. would be like on your rack of lamb. Um, but I really like these because they've got a lot of meat on them. They're about like an inch and a half, maybe two inch thick. And I'm doing cumin, cinnamon, red pepper flakes, and salt, because I like to use all the stuff in your pantry that you never use. I mean, I use the red pepper flakes a lot. Every day. Every yeah. day. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I love cinnamon. On Me too, on lamb. It's yeah. so good. So like this. Kind of Middle Eastern. Vibe. Right? I like it. So I originally created this recipe, which I thought was going to be perfect for you, for furthermore. Um, and I'm just going to stick these right in my cast iron skillet and we're going to let them cook for like two to three minutes and hope that I don't set up the fire yeah. alarm. And if I do, we'll be back. <laughs> we're just going to go stand in the 95 degree heat. We'll be back. We'll be back. Um, so the reason I made these is I wanted a one skillet dish for furthermore that's like the Equinox site. They wanted yeah. like a healthy dish. So it's like this is perfect because no man like uses multiple pans and like tries to like make something creative and they really only want like meat but we're gonna make them eat greens but also i don't know if anybody else feels this way pretty much every person i've talked to has an extreme fear of cooking lamb i don't know why it is. they're like i don't cook lamb i only order it in restaurants stop it i've and never heard anybody say that I, I don't know why it is it's like roasting a chicken seems doable or like cooking a steak but for whatever reason cooking lamb feels like very exotic oh my God, and like they knew how easy this was protein. I mean, I know you can't see through this. You can't <laughs> right see through the podcast. It's so easy. So literally, I, I just got the pan like screaming hot, like any other kind of protein. Get the pan really, really hot, and then I'm gonna I cook them for like. I went in the back first, so we can see if they're brown. Like I'm gonna cook them for about two minutes a side, just till they get nice and brown. We're gonna flip them. We're gonna finish them in the broiler, and then we're gonna turn off the top, and then it cooks for like five minutes, and then. Welcome to Lady Lair Live. My name is Ashton Keefe, and I'm with my very good girlfriend, Elise Reineman from Becca PR, and we are so excited to be here. We are at Roberta's, the mecca of all pizza in Brooklyn, and so honored to be at Heritage Radio. For those of you who have been listening to my podcast, Lady Lair Live, this is kind of an offshoot branch dream all of the above. Um, so Elise is going to say hi. Um, we're going to chat about what Lady Lair Live is. We have already started on the wine, obviously. Of course. Of course. It's sunny in New York for the first time in about a week and above 65 degrees. So we had a glass of rosé on the beautiful patio out here. and Maybe two. May well, I had one. I had rosé cider. True, true. Shout out Wolfer. Um, and we <laughs> we are um, now sipping on the lovely wine that Grape Nation left us. Uh, they did a podcast on summer wine, so we are enjoying the fruits. 
pun intended, <laughs> their flavor. Exactly. Um, I'm having a little muscadet now. Um, no oysters. But um, Elise, do you want to tell me a little bit about yourself, how we became to be friends? She's sitting super upright in her chair. If you guys could see her, and I, I'd say half the restaurant can right now, you're <laughs> <laughs> on the edge of your seat excited and ready to hang out and well you know i'm from connecticut so i have to sit up straight and <laughs> she, be she, uptight she actually did say when um victor the lovely man in the studio said do you want to sit back in the chair and relax she's like what did you say i'm too uptight <laughs> i never i never sit back never no never, not usually never let your guard down no, you can't. Okay, keep drinking. So, <laughs> so Elise, explain what you do in the world of food, and then I'll explain a little bit about the podcast and why you're my perfect candidate to be here with me tonight. Sure. So, <clears throat> I work for a company called Becca PR, and we are a PR agency. We specialize in hospitality and restaurants, and we work with some of the best chefs in the business. And, you know... To give you some examples, we work with Eric Repair and Tom Clicchio, April Bloomfield, Ignacio Matos. Um, so a really great roster of chefs. And Name um, dropping like nobody's business over on my right, sitting up straight. It's <laughs> <laughs> what I do. It is. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a fun job. And I met Ashton originally because we used to work together at Haven's Kitchen, um, where... I did a variety of things, and she was always cooking. I did a little events, a little cooking class. She's but. being very modest. So we worked at Haven's Kitchen maybe... I was there since the opening team about five years ago, but you um, were you know, under me, but she was always the bossiest person Rubbing when it I in. was around. Nope, nope, nope. You were in charge. <laughs> still is. Still sitting up straight. I'm still the one that's consuming more alcohol. So this is very great. But besides that, we're very good friends and she's the perfect person to have on tonight. Um, for those of you who have not listened to Lady Lair Live, um, it is the most amazing podcast. Shout out to my Lady Lair apartment. Um, and the reason that I love this so much is I work as a food stylist during the day, and I was sick and tired of um, basically food, TV being glamorized, and people feeling like unless they had a thousand little Pyrex bowls and a dishwasher on the side that recipes were very unapproachable. So the idea behind this show is kind of like, have you ever heard of Door Knock Dinners? I think that was PBS no. a long time ago. Sounds like something from the 60s slash 70s. No, I, I'm, I'm, I will think of this by the end of the show, but this is a wonderful, he now produces a lot of food content, but he used to go into people's homes and essentially... Oh, he would knock on the door and yes, make them dinner. Exactly. I get it. And I think I was a little late to the game. Like, I should have been on his crew or, like, his his food stylist or something. And essentially, I want to do that for people in apartments in New York City, particularly ladies. That is probably one of my favorite ways to cook, to it be is. totally honest. And people are so intimidated. Most people go grocery shopping, and they'll buy, like, $200 worth of stuff, and they'll go home, and they won't know how to do anything with it. Drives me crazy. Or Drives me crazy. They will pick out a recipe and then they go get all this specialty yes. shit and, and then it, it sits in their refrigerator and it goes bad. My mom is the number one um, person who does that. <laughs> Mrs. Reineman, we're going to have a talk. Um, but again, so the idea behind this is we're just going to use what we have in our fridge and cook something. So I always choose recipes that are female focused. My food essentially is, I think you agree. Tell me if you agree. Beautiful, pretty, feminine food. 
Yes. Okay, why was there hesitation? <laughs> I just felt like I needed to. Oh, okay. Hesitate. She's but sassy yes. and sitting up straight. <laughs> um, so yes, beautiful feminine food doesn't mean men can't eat it, and it's definitely not vegetarian, but it is really... It's not always true. No, it's sometimes it's vegetarian. We will get into that. Stop, <laughs> stop jumping the gun. You make plenty of vegetables. I do, I do. And I am a pretty healthy cook, but I really try to teach people um, a couple different skill sets in a recipe that's with what they have in their fridge. So a lot of people agreed. agreed. So, and this is kind of like my forte. I would say this is what I do in most of my day-to-day cooking. She's mm-hmm. nodding. You need to be audible. Yes, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> nodding. Nodding. Um, so essentially it's like a use what you have mentality. I try to keep it pretty affordable because, I mean... New York City is mad expensive. Super expensive. (laughs) Terrible. It's terrible. So that's the idea behind Lady Lair Live. And today we're going to talk through a couple different things that we can do in your own home cooking. Um, For example, Mm -hmm. what did you make last night for dinner? Oh, my God. It was weird. Okay. This is (laughs) is exactly what we're going for. Keep going. I came home. I was really tired. Um, I Again, a problem that nobody has. Yeah. I I think we're going to talk about it later, but I'll just bring it up now. I Please don't. Don't ruin my punchline <laughs> on my Lady Lair Live. <laughs> I am what I call a vegan. Throwing it out there before I even have time to intro it. I made this term up. We're going we're gonna to dive into this. Don't worry. Just keep going. <laughs> keep explaining what your dinner was. <laughs> I made this term up. Um, so basically, I'm mostly vegetarian slash vegan. Anyways, I came home last night. I was are you, really tired. Are you guys eye, all eye-rolling like I am when she <laughs> says this? <laughs> I am going to eat pizza after this, however, with cheese. Do not worry. Um, Force-feeding it down her throat. <laughs> no, I'm just going to straight up eat it. Um, so I came home, and I was exhausted, and I just looked in the refrigerator and the pantry, which... Um, has staples that I cook with often, which I think are awesome. They're all labeled, by the way. Does anybody else label what? Your pantry is oh, labeled. Yes, That's of course. Weird. No, it's not. It keeps it organized. And I love a label maker. So Girl, I, I'm like straight Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> I reached on my shelf where it was labeled beans and I took a can of black beans. And I also happen to have red onion, jalapeno, and zucchini, so I just sautéed that together and put a little avocado on it and some hot sauce and lime juice, and it was good. And I also had it for lunch today. That is pretty baller. Yeah. I have to say, I had leftovers of something that I developed for somebody way bigger than me. Um, (laughs) Also equally delicious, but still different. See, that is a perfect example of a Lady Lair Live recipe. Yeah. Big deal. Exactly. And I was just pulling from what I had in the refrigerator and my perfectly labeled pantry. And it's vegan. And it's vegan. So for those of you who just glazed over when she said that she's mostly vegetarian and vegan, we will get back to that term vegan, which we're coining here today at Heritage Radio. Um, but it's a very fun and kind of comical term that we're now using. In It's real. It's real for about three people. You will hear it more... <laughs> widely very soon, I can assure you. Right? Okay. So um, we're very excited to be here for Lady Lair Live. So today we're going to talk all about summer entertaining and what to make. And I think that there is no better person than you because now that I know that your on-the-fly meal is black beans, jalapenos, red onions, and avocados, mm-hmm. 
And this zucchini, is don't forget. Well, it's also so funny. We've cooked together for so many years, but then... Whenever you cook with somebody, you get, like, very used to being in the kitchen with them Mm -hmm. and, like, their movement. It's like being on any kind of sports field or, like, working out with somebody. You get used to somebody's movements and, like, it's so funny. We cooked in the kitchen a couple weeks ago. Whoa, how many weeks ago was that? Maybe, I don't know, four or so. Like a month. Yeah. Like a month. And it was, like, all of a sudden it was, like, right back to square one. So I feel like this is going to be good. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, um, and we will be back in a minute. Good. <laughs> we're back from our break. <laughs> and we're back. We're back. Lady Lair Live. Um, so we are talking about summer entertaining, and um, like I said, this is my favorite time of the year for food, which I, like, Farmer's Market is a veggins mm-hmm. paradise. How about a CSA? You know, um, I don't think I'm cool enough for that. Why not? CSAs are great. Agreed. Wholeheartedly agreed. Support it. Love it. I just don't use it. Like, I don't don't think I'm that big. Like, that's a lot of food for... I live alone in the lady lair. (laughs) Boyfriend coming this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Do not be underestimating them. (laughs) Their eating power or the boyfriend appearing. But I just... It's a lot of food. Uh, I know. I, I, so for those of you who don't know what a CSA is, it stands for Community Supported Agriculture. And essentially, it's when you pre-purchase a share of a farm. So you get basically a box of food every week that is in season from a farm, and you don't know what you're going to get. Which is, I think, the fun part, and also speaks to Lady Lair Live of, like, yeah. what am I going to do with... 24 pounds of squash. It's sort of like looking in your refrigerator and being like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? Except you're looking in a a box or a (laughs) tote bag that you picked up from the green market. It's also one of those things where you do have to have a well-stocked pantry. I will say that. Like, if you're somebody that is not cooked, a CSA is not for you because you don't have... Yeah. There was a point... So, when I got my CSA last year, there was a point at the beginning of the CSA where pretty much the whole thing was lettuce. And I was also, I wasn't living alone. I had a roommate, but the CSA was solely mine. So I was responsible for eating approximately six heads of lettuce per week. I actually remember you leaving drinks one Sunday night and I was a little disgruntled because you said, I have to go home and have salad. <laughs> this is before she was the vegan slash vegetarian slash. I've always loved veggies. Okay. We'll get into why your nickname is salad in like a second. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping the gun on all of my notes. Yeah. But still, essentially, like it's a lot of lettuce yeah like and lettuce uh, you know most things you get in a csa you can cook and freeze and whatnot but lettuce is one of those things that you really just have to eat so i would get my csa wash it put it in a bag basic standard be ready to go for the week and i would have to eat what i dubbed lettuce snacks all the time (laughs) not a salad but a lettuce snack so what would you do just take like pieces of lettuce and eat it I would just make, like, the biggest salad you have ever seen in your life. Like, take the biggest mixing bowl in your kitchen, okay. fill it with lettuce. Got it. Make some bomb-ass vinaigrette and okay. eat the Explain whole thing. Okay, explain how you do that now that we have the Lady Lair Live um, at Heritage Radio. 
So I think my favorite vinaigrette is probably like a shallot Dijon mustard situation. You are big on the shallots. Yeah, I love a good diced shallot in my vinaigrette. So, um, and this is like a very classic recipe that I think they teach you in culinary school, but dice up a shallot, really tiny, um, pour some red wine vinegar over it and let it macerate, which is... Why red wine? Um, I've also used sherry wine vinegar. Red wine, I don't know. I just like red wine vinegar. It's really tangy. Okay. Kind of like you. Yeah. Miss Connecticut. Definitely tangy. Um, You let it macerate, which is a fancy word for, I guess, when you kind of let the shallots cook in the vinegar. Well, you let, what happens is you add the salt to it, and the salt and the vinegar release a lot of the potency. Yeah. So, essentially, when you bite into the shallot, it's not like a hit of raw onion where your breath is going to smell for hours. Let me assure you, your breath will still smell. It will. (laughs) It will, but it'll be less. But it might be less impactful. Yes, and you know what? It adds the the flavor of the salad. It's, I think, essential. Yeah, and so then to that mixture, you kind of let that sit for 20 minutes. You add like a tablespoon of Dijon mustard, um, and then whisk in some olive oil, and that's it. Salt and pepper. Do you know why you add the mustard? To emulsify it. Okay. I like it. Okay, so mustard, I always say this in my classes, has the property of both the acid and the fat. So what happens is, I say this all the time, and you've heard me say this, it's like the person at the party that knows both people. <laughs> it is. And yes. it, like, marries them. <laughs> it's true. Which, to speak to, I actually set Elisa up with her current boyfriend. She did. I did. She's a matchmaker extraordinaire. So let's just backtrack for a second of how Lady Lair became to be the Lady Lair and then Lady Lair Live, which is now I've explained a cooking show with use what you have materials in a very short amount of time, kind of for the average day girl. But how did it become... For the average lady. Lady is very correct. Very correct. <laughs> we are not... We might be basic, but we're not like a B-word or a girl <laughs> or even a woman. We're ladies. We're ladies. Yes. Ladies. Okay, so the lady lair was a joke from another one of our friends and a colleague of yours. Yes. Who now lives in Hong Kong. And we miss her dearly. We do. She's like literally probably getting up to go to work right now. Uh, she probably woke up like five hours ago because she is an early bird. She also would be sitting straight up in her chair right oh, now. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, I mean... I think we were having dinner at, like, a roast chicken dinner at your apartment one night, yes. and, you know, you moved in there after a breakup, mm-hmm. and it wasn't that great, and the mood was feeling low, <laughs> and and the, uh, the apartment was looking great, and we were like, you gotta christen this. This has to be your place, your... Your lair, essentially. Yeah, so I think that's how it happened. Megan, her name is, that lives in Hong Kong. She works for, who does she work for right now? Um, Black Sheep Hospitality. Yes. I think. Yes. Don't quote me. Don't quote her. Um, But she does, she used to work with Elise at Becca PR, and she and I... And Elise, obviously, were friends. And we, I think I was making roast chicken with another girlfriend of ours, mm-hmm. Allie Rosen, who I love yes. to pieces. And she's a fellow Charlestonian. Um, but we, I think I made roast chicken and then I made you sit on the couch with it with like a large cast iron skillet that was hot. Mm-hmm. It was we were taking Mimi. pictures. Yes. It was do a, it for the gram. Do it for the gram. It was Mimi Thorson, who I emulate on so many levels. I don't know who that is. <gasps> who is that? What? Stop it. Don't know. I don't even know what to say right now. 
Instagram or no she's like I guess she's not formally trained but she has a restaurant and I'm gonna totally butcher butcher this I want to say Medoc or Medoc in France yes and she's just like I have two books that I'm gonna show you tonight when I get what are they called my Paris Kitchen. That's not it because that's the Julia Child's one. Another one, but she has two cookbooks that are phenomenal. And beyond that, oh, does she have that blog like zucchini something? No. Beyond right. that, she <laughs> has a husband who's a phenomenal photographer who does all of her photography, and then he also chocolate worked- and zucchini. No, that's mm-hmm. what it's called. Yeah, but that's not her. <laughs> and she, like, they live on this big estate, and she has, I think, she has six kids. And like twelve dogs, and it's her not husband cool. is that a is photographer. Cool. Please, this is my life dream. Has like he works for Condé Nast Traveler and like Vogue, and like takes all her photos. You're gonna love her. Trust me. Okay. You don't know her. I don't know her, but you're gonna love her. So basically, we were trying to emulate that. This was one of her recipes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went totally on a tangent. We were trying to emulate her home in the south of France in Lady Lair <laughs> after my massively horrible breakup after seven years and moving in alone into this apartment. We needed to add some levity to it, so I pretended to be a woman from the south of France with seven kids and 12 dogs mm-hmm. and a roast chicken. This is her recipe. It's got like creme fraiche and herbs and it's delicious. And so when we were sitting there eating it, um, I was feeling so good and it was so great. And I was with all my girlfriends and I was just essentially like, this is what I want to do. My whole life is cook for my girlfriends and my friends and people that I love. And so then Megan, of course, was like, this is your lady lair. Yeah. But I'm bump. And that was it. And now we are here. Now we are here. Okay, so now we have to get into summer entertaining. So what do you like to do when you have people over for, think Lady Lair style, like mm-hmm. quick, easy, affordable, what do you like to do? Give me appetizer, entree, and dessert. Go. Wow, that is a big undertaking. Mm-hmm. So I think first off, I would probably go to the green market. I would see what's happening Not there. Your CSA. Well, if I I do have a CSA coming, not available until mid June, unfortunately. There's still lettuce in mid June. I don't know. The vegetables grow more slowly in Connecticut, apparently, which is where my CSA is coming from. Um. I don't even have an appropriate response that I can say out loud right now. I want to say something, but it's just not appropriate. <laughs> Keep going. So let's present it. Let's pretend I don't have a CSA. So first of all, I think I would go to the green market. You only have twenty dollars. Ooh. What about the wine? Not included. Friends are bringing it. No, we'll talk about wine. But say you have $20 per course. Appetizer, entree, on. Okay, that's more doable. 60 bucks. I would go to the green market. I think I would probably find something that I could puree and put on some toast. So maybe like a fava bean or a pea or chickpea if they have it though that's kind of tough to find fresh ones i know i don't know why they became less available like the last two or three years yeah or you could also do like if it's later in the summer like a ratatouille on toast is also really nice like delicious eggplant, tomato or just a simple tomato rubbed on toast like what Spanish about style. like radishes or radishes with, with butter some butter exactly some salt that is a good option that's as well sub 20 yeah app. Are we talking about a vegan meal, by the way? Oh, 
God, I was trying to ignore this and, and not actually address it when it was when it was presented. Okay, so explain what vegin is. So I, like I said, I set a lease up with my very best friend from. Um, growing up childhood and he has pancreatitis so he cannot absorb any type of fat in his diet Mm -hmm. fat or sugar i believe Mm, mostly probably yeah um and so he's always been like a very conscientious eater Mm -hmm. which a lot of us aren't when we're young and stupid and drunk in college so he was a little ahead of the game and so he for the most part is a vegetarian right um, he eats chicken and some fish, but yes, mostly vegetarian. So relatively boring, even though I love you, <laughs> you know, who I'm talking about. So tell me how vegan came to be and then we'll get through it. Sure. We'll so, spit it all out there and then we'll ignore that you said it. Okay. So, um, yeah, so Spencer basically came up with this term called vegan and I recently, as of January, I mean, I've as we talked about, I have always loved veggies and salads and whatnot and have mostly eaten vegetarian, but was never like officially putting a label on it because no. that scary boyfriend imminent. Right? It is scary <laughs> when you put that on somebody to be like, these are my eating preferences. Yeah. Take it or leave it. So, you know, my options in terms of what I... Luckily, I eat everything. Yes. Well, so what I want to eat, ideally, I would like to eat vegan which is, um, or actually, I take that back. Ideally, I would want to eat a whole We're foods, at a pizza place right a, now. A whole, <laughs> a whole food plant-based diet, which is essentially vegan but unprocessed foods. Um, but vegan, whole foods, plant-based diets, that just sounds so weird and convoluted and pretentious. And why do you have to put a weird label on it? Like, why don't you just eat what you want? So... Spencer came up with this term, vegan, and I feel like it really um, is emblematic of, like, the way that I've been eating, which is very vegetable-forward. Not always 100% vegan, not always 100% whole foods plant-based, but vegetarian. Also, when you say whole foods, it's not the grocery store. It's not the grocery store. The whole food. The whole food. Not to knock on whole foods, but, like... Not a refined... Um, processed piece of food. So if you're eating a peach, you're eating a peach. Yes. You're not eating a peach bar. Yes. Exactly. So that's still obnoxious. (laughs) It is. Maybe. It is. But But vegan sounds more fun. It does. It's like a sense of humor on something that people should be doing anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's better for your health. It's better for the environment. It's actually how most chefs cook, to be completely straightforward. And yeah, when they're cooking at home for themselves. Yes. Yeah. Everybody cooks vegan. Yeah, exactly. So it's a cool new phenomenon that will be taking the world over soon. So we will be having toast with... Okay, so back to the menu. Yes. I'm going to make this vegan because we're going to make this meal you on already, a meatless Monday. You already included butter. That's true. And a little bit of cheese I would probably put on that toast. But you know what? It's, I'm going to have cheese. It's locally party. sourced. It's my party. It's locally sourced. That's so obnoxious <laughs> again. French cheese is amazing. <laughs> um, okay, so we're talking entree. Let's be a little bit more generic for our crowd. What do you mean? Like, let's not be like, it has to be local and amazing. It does. But there are exceptions to every rule. Sure. Like, you could get some really great Parmesan that comes from Italy. Great example. Very true. But it is sourced in a great way. True. Agreed. 
Yeah. Hitting all the marks. Exactly. Okay. Hitting so what are, we, what are we having for our entree? This is actually so, interesting. Yeah. I recently made a really nice dish actually for Mother's Day, which was farro cooked risotto style. Yeah. For um, Farrodo. Which is a really strange sounding word. And vegan is completely normal. <laughs> Faroto sounds so much weirder. Faroto is, I was going to say something that rhymed with that and it was going to be catchy, but I just didn't have Vegans any. eating Faroto. Vegan. So you don't use chicken stock. Vegetable stock. Oh, God. So my next Which is just as is good. going to be like a butcher. <laughs> Come on. Longer. True. Okay. So Faroto essentially you make in the same style as risotto. Yes. Um, but you need to actually activate the starches in the farro much more, right? It takes to, longer. You have to agitate the grain, essentially. So for risotto, when you use... Oh, a boreo rice. It doesn't take as much. People think you need to stir a risotto nonstop, and you really don't. You just need to make sure it's covered with the liquid, which mm-hmm. is like a thing that most people don't realize. You also have to realize when you make risotto that in the first batch of liquid, it need, it absorbs it the quickest. So you mm-hmm. need less and less as you go on. But farrodo, or like farro, <laughs> needs a lot of like movement. Yeah. Need it to, does. You need to move the grains so that all sides of it start to expose the starch and create like that creamy sauce. Yeah, it took a while, but um, the results were pretty similar. It's I would like say. thirty minutes, right? Instead of twenty, thirty-five minutes. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, and then for dessert, probably some kind of. Wait, we only get one thing for our entree. Oh wait, I forgot a salad. <gasps> wait, the whole idea is I want to talk about grilling pizza. Well, okay, let's grill pizza instead of farrotto. Okay, so I think we should grill pizza. That's I'm throwing that in. Okay, so revising the menu. Revising. We'll start with a toast. We'll then have a salad. Radishes and butter. We will then have a grilled pizza. And cheese. Topped with a lot of veggies. Before we're going to have the cheese and then also on the pizza. And then you know what is really good? A grilled peach. Oh, but it's not peach season. No. You're right. I'm talking about later in the summer. So I think we should have ice cream. Okay. You can put some ice cream in your grilled peach. That's pretty good. With a little bit of mint. Let's do balsamic. You should just drizzle some balsamic on that peach before you put it on the grill. Oh, that's a good idea. Then it gets nice and caramelized. Good. So mm-hmm. we've really only had like six ingredients. Yeah, super easy. You can get it all from the farmer's market also. Not the balsamic. Not the balsamic. But this is this is essentially what Lady Lair Live is. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay, so we always liked... That's what we're having for the summer meal when I have my boyfriend over. <laughs> and I cannot wait to meet him. Right? Um, so, but what we like to do is we always like to end uh, Lady Lair Live on kind of my favorite, like, our, our, we, our quintessential question, which at the end of the day, Elise and I are just destined to cook for women. Like, we just want, like, a bunch of lady friends around us at all times, drinking wine, hanging out, having a good time, being inappropriate. Yes. Not Connecticut and straight-backed, like, but... I feel like my back is curved right now. She is. She's loosened up, folks. You can't see it. (laughs) I will definitely post this on my Instagram story (laughs) at Ashton Keith. But she's loosened up. So now we're not, like, Connecticut. We're, like, White Plains. (laughs) 
<laughs> we like haven't really little, reached. We're getting a little closer to New York. We're getting a little bit closer to relaxed. Um, but essentially what I always like to close every Lady Lair episode with is what is the dish that makes you feel like a lady in your lair? But I think you've kind of already answered that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what else to ask you, but I would say, I, guess, I don't know. I guess I would say, what are you drinking with your Lady Lair menu? Because you've already covered the food. Whatever the hell my ladies bring over to accompany the food. You know, I used to work for a very famous wine uh, expert a long time ago, before I went to culinary school. Her name is Leslie Sbaracco. She's phenomenal in so many ways that I am not. And so many times she took me out and I felt like her babysitter, but I learned so much from her just from a wine and also from like a human perspective. And Mm -hmm. she used to say, which I think is a great way to end this, she used to say, any wine in a glass is a wine glass. And whatever you want to drink, you can drink. So don't feel pressured by anybody. So I think that's a good way to close, especially since we were gifted this great wine by Grape Nation to start this. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, just go into a really great, happy summer, hopefully coupled up. (laughs) If not... It's cuffing season. Eating my words. (laughs) But um, thank you, everybody, for joining us. And shout out to Elise Reinemann from Becca PR, my good girlfriend. And thank you for joining us. Talk to you soon.